Let's get it. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Yes, yes, yes. Then you in for another episode of the Chop Up. It's your boy, George Lee, a.k.a. Conscious Lee. Don't forget to leave who I'm with tonight. Hey, y'all already know it's your girl, Toya G, hanging out with y'all on the first Monday um, in the month of July. We slid up in that thing real quick. I don't know about y'all, but I said every week, 2021 is moving. Moving yep. and grooving. We'll be in this thing, though. Happy to be back yep. with y'all. Yep, yep. Hey, it's the political plug. We here day after 4th of July. Um, for me to be all pro-black, my wife does like to constantly remind me that when she asked me what was my favorite holiday, I did tell her 4th of July. But to be, <laughs> but to be, <laughs> but, but but to be clear, right? For me, and especially growing up in Kansas City, Fourth of July meant summertime, warm weather, barbecue, and fireworks. You know what I'm saying? So when I like when I fuck when I'm thinking of like my my favorite celebration, being around family, eating good, having fun, I think about Fourth of July. You know what I'm saying? So and now we don't have to because we have Juneteenth. Or we've right. always had it, but now we 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 it's, it's, we we spreading it around. We spreading the word. That's where we right. move. Or right. better yet, a lot of I saw a lot of people saying we just gonna run it back. You know what I'm saying? So the fourth is officially Juneteenth you know, basically. You know, the day after after party. And look, and if you got family that's more like, man, ain't nobody worry about that shit. We barbecuing, we living good. Use them as an excuse. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, fuck that colonizers holiday. But I go ahead, pass me them ribs. I'm gonna be over. I'm gonna be over about around six, seven. You know what I'm saying? When y'all bring out the fireworks, we're gonna be kicking it. All of that. Just use them as an excuse. So when people are like you, you was for real celebrating the Fourth of July. Like, man, my family, dog. Like, you know, they was, you know. They Which I mean, well, you can just be like, I don't care, my man. I was like to have a day off and hang with family <laughs> and get around the grill. Oh yeah, yeah, that hey. comfortability. And that's what I saw a lot of people doing. A lot of people, I didn't see, I don't, I don't see, I, I think I saw, I ain't gonna say, I didn't see a black person say happy fourth. Uh, I did see a couple of them floating around, but I saw a whole lot more, get that shit out of here, uh, type energy. So I was, it was beautiful uh, to see it. Vance knows the truth in the comments. That's because Kansas City is one of the premier barbecue spots in the world, Craig. Uh, absolutely. I'm happy that it's understood. Kansas City, and you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a beautiful what thing. Up, even I slide up in the uh, the barbecue uh, on the fourth, and I don't even bang with barbecue like that. But it's it's a I got to have a rib or a uh, a burn in or a, a piece of brisket or something from somebody just to do it the right way. Rodney said that the fourth of July is a happy extension of Juneteenth. Day, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? So it's Juneteenth part two. Definitely. You feel me? Like it's just Juneteenth part two. I'm with it. Hey, hey I seen some of the elders uh, uh, saying <laughs> that we should celebrate freedom from Juneteenth to July fourth in America. Like it should just be a full bones two week celebration, I like Hanukkah. Think that's a beautiful. Like, or Kwanzaa, I said Hanukkah, like Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> like you a multicultural idea for freedom. Shout out to the Native Americans. You feel me? Hey, before we get into the Snapchat too, um, I know that a lot of people usually quote the uh, "Every Man Created Equal" part of the Declaration of Independence. But on this day, you feel me, or yesterday, or yeah, I guess a few days ago on July 4th, I had to just go back and, and, and re revisit the Declaration of Independence. And that last grievance, what it said about Native Americans, is very telling in terms of how indigenous people are structured, you feel me, in terms of the birth of America. You know, if y'all that don't know, you know, the last grievances that the, the colonists was making to King George and them was that he was sicking merciless savages on him. 
to you know what I'm saying to uh, we say to leading insurrections and leading merciless savages against him uh, 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 against the colonists in X Y and Z X Y and Z and pretty much I learned that a whole bunch of colonists had money already invested in the Appalachian uh, already past the Appalachian Mountains but King George then was like hey we can't spread over there because that's that's Indian land and the colonists was like nah fuck all that we want the land over there too so you know I think that a, a part of the story about the American Revolution they don't tell us that part though you know. But just hey, it now. Like Ralph Walker said, since them KAA camp counselor days, I know you were something serious. Keep it up. You stay educating the uneducated. And so taking knowledge, well, that you take from, yeah, people. outside of this space and dropping knowledge on us, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and get into that Snapchat. All right, folks, let's go ahead and snap into, slide into the Snapchat, brother. Uh, today, snap into the Snapchat is, is was dope too. You that was actually a bar. You kind of fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. That was a bar. either way it go. We in the same. I want to start it off talking about the turkey leg hut. Turkey leg hut. Now, this place it might not be overly familiar to you if you're not from the Houston area, but it is a place that I've seen on social media. Different celebrities stop by. Different people take their pictures with these humongous turkey legs. You know, turkey legs the ones you get. Sometimes from the fair, right? You might get in front of the amusement park. You might get in from a city market or something like that. But huge, beautifully cooked turkey legs, right? But this location does all types of hot. You got some uh, stuff with macaroni and cheese on it. That's the one I really want when I want to go. But either way, right? The turkey hut location uh, has come out recently with a new set of dress code standards, right? And it's been this had you know dress code standards now if you look up a picture of the turkey leg cut you can also google that it might not necessarily look like a place you would expect to have a dress code right and so it's a really kind of down hall roundabout type of place from the pictures that i've seen but at any rate they have six new guidelines for dress i'm gonna read them to y'all we're gonna talk about uh kind of this whole approach to this business model which i think first it says all body parts must be completely covered all cleavage all cleavage Breast, thighs, and buttocks must be completely covered. The only thing naked here is the turkey legs and the chicken wings. Second, no swimwear. No swimwear of any kind is allowed. This is the heart of the third ward, not the beach. Third, uh, no exposed undergarments. No exposed undergarments allowed. This includes sports bras, uh, panties, and or anything resembling these items. These also includes white tank tops for men. Uh, number four, no house attire allowed. This means no wave caps, no bonnets, no do-rags, no bandanas, no house shoes, no shower caps allowed. They say, we want you to feel at home, but this is not your home, right? They want you to know that that's how they feel about it. Um, number five, no excessively revealing clothing. No excessively revealing clothing or soiled clothing is allowed. This includes all distressed or ripped clothing. Shorts and shirts must be covered or must cover your entire top and bottom. And then their last uh, request is that there is no obscene language or baggy clothing, no attire with obscene language or appropriate or offensive graphics, no excessively baggy or sagging pants. Pants must be worn at your natural waistline. Right. So what was ironic? And I want to show you all a picture of real quick. And I know y'all, if y'all listening to the podcast, y'all going to have to Google some of these things or get on Twitter or get on Instagram. But one of the most interesting things is that the owner herself is in pictures all on the ground, you know what I'm saying, with the stress jeans, with, you know what I'm saying, kind of doing her thing. And so a lot of people are saying this is just not realistic, right? Your your location, journey, please be quiet, is not up to standard with the time. It's not updated. It's not even realistic in terms of how people dress in your establishment. Don't mean all that. So first of all, 
And I'm gonna read them back to you real quick. But I want to know which one of these do you think is the least reasonable? Which one do you think is just like the most ridiculous? All body parts must be completely covered. No swimwear, no exposed undergarments, no house attire allowed, no excessively revealing clothing, no obscene language or ba uh, baggy clothing. Or do you think these are reasonable requests for a business trying to serve a community? Oh, man. The most egregious one to me is the distressed clothing one. Okay. Because it's so like subjective. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you see the owner rocking the, the, the cut jeans. It's like, hold on now. Um, I, I like the thing about capitalism is I know we're supposed to be able to set our own rules for a business establishment. So if you was a business owner, Toya, you should be able to set the standards and the rules for how you think people should be, you know what I'm saying, conducting themselves in their business. I think this turkey leg one hunt though show you where it's like and they say money talking bullshit walk, but there's a flip side to that though. Like sometimes when you taste the money, yeah, some bullshit, and it's like I think they, you know. <laughs> Okay, so here I'm. A, I'm not in defense of Turkey Leg Hut, but I think that we need context, right? Because their Instagram story, and again, y'all listening, go. Y'all might miss the Instagram story, but I'm about to show a picture that will give some context to what they're saying. So my people who are watching us live can see this photograph that I'm showing, where they, they say on their story, "I think this is all right." And what we see here is, I think, a dress that is already very short and very tight, um, and is super mega distressed on the butt cheeks right so like you see pretty much our cheek but um it's tied up so i think their complication or confusion is you can have your distressed jeans but how do i navigate this next to somebody's sprite that a child is drinking at my location i'm trying to serve everybody right so that's some context for where turkey head the leg head is coming from even though I feel the distressed jeans. Yeah, I think see, see, I feel like see, see, I think I see, I think this is the part right here why they start being real, man. When 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 you get in the business of the entrepreneurship, whatever you're doing, and you start making a little money, getting a little clout, don't forget about who gave you that. Don't forget about who started that with you. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Rocking this clothes, they trying to now, you know what I'm saying, embarrass and ostracize. Those the people that made Turkey Hood the, the, the Turkey leg hood, what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Turkey leg hood would not be turkey leg hood without all of the ratchet black culture, without the the without, without all of the quote unquote stereotypical nigga shit they trying to outlaw now. It would not be that. You feel me? So to me, it's just show like now you forgetting where you came from and you forgetting who supported you and putting you in this position. And now because you feel like you're trying to get to a more upper echelon, you know what I'm saying, consumer base with white folks, technically. You want to you want white people to go to third ward of Houston and to feel comfortable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you want, and you, and, and, and you know, it's a business person. I understand if I get white people to come in my establishment, I can make more money. If I if I get white folks buying my buying my services and buying my products, I make more money. I get that. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But you know, this right here is when we start getting into the, you know, what I'm saying to me like the respectability politics in terms of what is correlated with blackness starts to have less value because in my mind, it's like, hey. We going okay. into it like 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 I don't, now, I don't is, like, even the picture they showed just like now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get deep with you I'm gonna get deep with you because this is this conversation got some baggage because the the way the conversation is played out it's not been a all the black people's like man come on what it's been a mixed response it's been a lot of black folks saying listen I don't want to see that and I love my people and I'm like so how do we navigate and I guess my question becomes. Are dress codes by nature, right, intrinsically respectable, 
right? Is it is it automatically de facto respectability politics if a place has a dress code or are they necessary at some point? And I'll even let you decide what that point might be. But are dress codes de facto automatically respectability and you kind of forgetting about who got you here? Or is there a, a line or a place where these things are realistic for things like a family business or um, a, a, a family, not a family business, but a business that is there to uh, serve families. What you think? I think that there, I think I can get the idea that there has to be some type of decorum to make it where people can come, go and be cordial. But I think that the way that these six guidelines is written, they're very arbitrary in how they're going to be interpreted. And it seems they're going to be very arbitrary in how they're going to be enforced. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to me, in this instance, this is like, to me, this is it's, it's respectability politics. You feel me? And I think that meeting to understand respectability politics, it's a whole bunch of black folks that's lost in the sauce of respectability politics is invested in and they don't recognize that even if you try to appeal to the people that you're trying to appeal to, they still won't give a damn about you. Or they still won't think your establishment is a place to go spend money at. Because in my mind, if you think Turkey Leg Hut is good, then you send a little bit of cheek and a little bit of thigh. It's not going to deter you from going to get your, you know what I'm saying, shrimp topped with turkey leg. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's just like, that's how I see it. But I'm so let's, let's, let's engage in a, a light like back and forth because I don't know if I disagree. However, I am concerned in a world where, and you start off saying we should have some standard of decorum, but that essentially those standards of decorum end up being very arbitrarily applied. And here's why I've become concerned about not having some standard of decorum, regardless of how arbitrary it might be. If I'm out on a Saturday afternoon and I heard t- turkey leg hut lines be like two, like two hours, right? So if me and my impressionable 11-year-old and whoever else have stood in the line for two hours to go experience the beauty that is Turkey, Turkey Hut on just a beautiful, benign, harmless Saturday afternoon, I might not want to explain to my child what cakes are or what a donk is. I just like, what do I do if my 11-year-old overhears a conversation from two niggas at a table who see somebody come in with some cakes out and is like, da 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 whatever. Now, all of a sudden, in the middle of my turkey, my turkey leg, I got to have a conversation that I never ex- anticipated having with my child about some, just because I, I just because somebody want to come in doing whatever it is they want to do. That is my biggest concern okay. is that in an establishment, I guess this is, the, I, I, and I want to talk to the, 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 the chat and I want to talk to Lee about it because when you throw kids into it, does that change things, right? We talk a lot about kids and relationship and sexuality on this show in a bunch of different contexts. Here's another one. Do do we allow bodies to be bodies out in public and not really care, or do we should we be concerned about children and them being in that environment and what that means? Because it's cool if it's just adults, then you wear what you want. These kids. See, see, I see. I think because today, I you know what I'm saying today, I had today I had to put my debate hat on a little bit and do some debate work. In my mind, the six rules they have are very correlated to police and women's bodies, and I think that education is elevation always, all the time. I think that the greatest way for education is usually for parents to parent. So in my mind, the greatest way for a, for, for a child to learn what's going on is for, a, for for the parent to tell them what's going on. You know what mm. I'm saying? But I also, too, think that if you are already going to the third war and you are already, you feel me? And, and you know, I only want to make like a third war that's uniquely this place where everybody dressed a certain way. Yeah. I think that if you are already out and about in the community and people are already dressing this way in the community, 
You feel me? They already seen it. You feel me? So it's in my mind to single out, you know what I mean? The 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 policing of women's bodies at, at Turkey Leg Hut to me is just wild. Because think, think about it, if the people are already this comfortable to go to Turkey Leg Hut, they're already showing up to other establishments. You have to take your kids to mm-hmm. gas station. You feel me? Sure, sure. Okay. Sure. You feel me? It's like you already seeing ass and titties and profanity shirts and people sagging and you know what I'm saying and cleavage. So my mind is like th- this is something that's already in the in, in society. And I think that when you make it taboo like that, to me, that's what starts to justify all the other shit we start talking about: rape culture, victim blaming, and slut shaming, and you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, and that's what a third beauty kind of is getting to um, when she said, to be fair, I think it can happen anywhere because the world isn't filtered. And so you can go anywhere and see. And uh, this is where it gets shady because I, I, on one hand, you know, kids see and know every damn thing anyway. They're the, the kid. These kids are not. They on TikTok. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But <laughs> but at the same time, just because they have access to and see everything doesn't mean take that's other opportunities to bombard it in their faces and make yeah. them have to make decisions and calculate for those types of things so that's where it gets kind of where i'm going to tap into these comments because they start moving a little bit um let's see because i don't really think i don't really to be about to go tap in the comments but i don't think that making any rules has nothing to do with the kids i think that has to do with the particular type of patron they want in they building and they feel like they don't want to deter or scare those people away so they want to make sure those people are coming in there and buying it up Fair. Stephanie says, why not just say customers cannot wear revealing clothing? Everything else seems over the top. So take out the revealing clothing, but people should still be able to wear whatever house attire is. I think if it's a whole line of do-rags out, people selling those. But I don't know. But, you know, things like that would be acceptable under Stephanie's interpretation of it. So no revealing clothing would mean still wave caps, bonnets, do-rags, still being able to uh, wear swimwear. I don't know what swimwear people. What what swimwear do people wear that I'm not? I mean, I mean, I mean, if 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 if, if they going to they going to the swimming pool or coming from the swimming pool, they might have some you know saying something on. And then yeah. also too, you know, now it's starting to be a style for women to. I know down south anyway because it's is this to wear right. a bikini bottom. I mean top, and then there's some, some nice deuce at the bottom. You feel me? Or some short mm-hmm. shorts bottom, and so they don't they don't want you doing that at all. Okay, so. And from the perspective of Stephanie, you know what I'm saying? Some of that stuff will be fair game. Just don't be overly revealing. Other things says, uh, Christopher said, cakes be out and Safeway though. So uh, Safeway is a grocery store. So equal opportunity, cakes, cakes, and more cakes everywhere. Um, Emberly says, have you seen the people that be in line? People are grown. They're going to wear what they want. How was someone else's bonnet bothering them? And I, I guess, and that's what we, it goes full circle to what George is saying, because I think, what they fear is getting a lot of publicity, making money, wanting to make more money, being afraid a camera is going to come catch them in a two hour line with people, you know, beating down the door to get their food. But they don't want what the news people see or what the news people capture somebody in a bonnet because that might dissuade white people from way over across town from coming through or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think when you are trying to it's kind of like that. I don't remember the restaurant and I want to say it was in Atlanta where the dude got up and berated everybody and told him they was being our ghetto and being our hood. Because they got up clapping and kind of vibing and just turning up to the music. So it's like, you you play the music in the establishment for us to kind of catch a vibe. Why? You know, so if you are setting the ambiance, if the whole aesthetic of your establishment is around the way, 
that don't be surprised when around the way people come to your establishment. It's just kind of like, I think for this to fly for turkey leg cut, they would have to shut down and do a complete remodel. I think people are responding like, we don't believe you. You need more people. My nigga, it's more people who just want to come and have a turkey leg, turkey leg cut experience and not do all of that than it is people who are like, Gotta get ready, babe. We're going to the turkey hut, turkey leg hut tonight. Like that's just not the the crowd that you get. So you gotta dance with who you came with. You know what I'm saying? If I'm being being line for an hour or two, why not show up as comfortable as possible? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I think that that's that's, <laughs> that's that part. That part too. And it's not bothering you. I think is the biggest point. Um, that people are saying in here. Kevin said, "Are they trying to take uh, out temptation of the ones who can't control themselves?" I guess so. It's like survival of the ones who got the, the best will or the, the biggest desire to pull their pants up, if you will, from their perspective. Um, these rules are popping shots, specifically a black alt goth skater type clothing styles, which is, you know, also very true. Because even the baggy clothes, it's like, so so when you say baggy clothes, who gets to determine what's baggy and what's not baggy? And it's just like, it's like, it's like, so one instance you say not, not too revealing, not too tight, this, that, and the other. And then you also have like baggy clothes. It's like, mm-hmm. what, come on, yeah. Let's see. Let me see. A third beauty says, yeah, we know head wear things is directly going to impact black right. people because do rags and, and bonnets. Uh, my body, my body ain't bothering nobody though. Christopher says, being from a luxury retail background, a dress code should reflect the environment that you want to be able to create and manage. By the, uh, by the way. And Louis Vuitton, where I worked, had no dress code, right? So you essentially say a whole lot for yourself about, you know, how you shape your environment. The thing about that is you can't be retroactive about that, right? I think that's the biggest issue is you can't start down one path and then be like, think you want to go another direction. Maybe you should open up a new uh, establishment called the the Turkey Leg Hoots with like a with like an accent over the U or something like that. And then yeah, people right. come there in their couture outfit and and their their button downs and things like that, and you'll have the experience that you want to offer folk. Um, point being, your product and service should set the expectations of your clientele. You don't need to force a dress code. You just need to kind of change other elements of your establishment, and things will adjust themselves accordingly. Which goes back to maybe opening up a second location. Either way it goes, uh, we about to slide into a different conversation. But I did want to highlight, or at least start to get our minds thinking about what we should respond to or how we should respond as soon as we hear dress code, because in a lot of ways we know that that's a dog whistle for niggas get on up out of here. And it's unfortunate that sometimes it comes from our own people, but story still developing. We'll see how they fare out in the end. See how they fare out in the end, man. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto.